What's good? What's good, party people? It's your girl, Candia, your personal hype woman on a mission to help you show up and speak up at work and in life despite dealing with fear, uncertainty, or self-doubt. If you've ever felt pressure to show your doubters or your haters, I hate the word haters. I, that's a story for another day. Anywho, whether those doubters are your family, friends, or strangers on the internet, if you've ever had a desire to prove them wrong, this episode is for you. It's probably been about 12, 13 years now. I learned a powerful lesson about the popular advice, prove them wrong, because that's typically what people tell you when you have a desire to do something and maybe your friends or your family tell you it's impossible or you can't do that. You approach that thing with this mindset of just prove them wrong or people give you that advice, just prove them wrong. And so about 13 years ago, I was leading uh, this project. It was for a government client, military organization. And I was the only black woman on the team, black person on the team, period. And the client environment, mainly men. And for me, I felt an immense pressure to work hard, to avoid any mistakes, to prove them wrong. Now, Mind you, this mindset, driven by the idea of proving my doubters wrong, led me to make assumptions about my colleagues' perception of my competence. I felt like being the only Black woman, they probably already believed I wasn't good enough or competent enough. But real talk, I probably felt all those things myself. I was projecting my own insecurities onto them. I don't truly know if they felt those things. And this is what it means to project your beliefs, your limiting beliefs onto other people. It's when your own fears, insecurities, and doubts are reflected onto others, assuming that they hold the same beliefs about you. This belief system clouded my judgment. It made me see criticism where there might have been none. It made, it held me back from seeking constructive feedback or assistance instead of judging each interaction and challenge on its own merits. I was viewing everything from the lens of my own insecurities. It's so important to recognize when we're projecting. It not only affects our mental and emotional well-being, but it also impacts how we show up in our professional relationships and our work performance as well. We have to get in the habit of challenging ourselves to differentiate between what we feel and what is actually being communicated or demonstrated by others. This awareness is absolutely critical to our personal growth. It's key for building long-standing relationships, both in and out of the workplace. I always tell people listening saves lives, deals, and relationships. First, you have to listen to yourself and understand what's happening within you. And secondly, you have to tap into your power to actively listen to other people as well. And so this belief system clouded my judgment because while working on this project, I was developing training for this major initiative, the target audience that included 75,000 individuals across the United States, also overseas, and it was huge. And so a lot of the times I refrained from asking questions and was resistant to feedback I, because I feared 
that it would reveal that I was incompetent. However, looking back and laughing at myself now, I know that this approach, this mindset was heavily flawed. It wasn't based on facts, but on feelings. And ultimately, carrying this mindset through that I needed to prove them wrong. When I submitted the project, it was riddled with so many grammatical errors. There were also substantial oversights in terms of the different audiences and critical pieces of the training delivery I overlooked because, again, the target audience was about 75,000 people with varied interests. And while I had a team, I didn't seek help and clarification a lot because, friendly reminder, I didn't want to appear incompetent. So what I know now is that this experience taught me about the importance of self-awareness. It is so absolutely important that we recognize how our assumptions and biases, listen, we all have them. It's important we recognize how our thoughts, emotions, our assumptions can act as a barrier to your success. It can act as a barrier to having a healthy and productive conversation with someone. It's important that we understand how our assumptions, our emotions, and our thoughts may influence your words and the behavior or the energy, your nonverbal communication that you bring into a conversation. I always say own your BS. Your BS is your belief system and your blind spots, which can obstruct our clarity and lead to mistakes, mistakes that could be avoided. Listen, we're going to make mistakes. And then there are some mistakes that you know that you could avoid. So while proving them wrong often is the dope or the cool thing to say, it sounds empowering. It can sometimes blind us to the collaboration and the learning opportunities that are essential for success. Now I want to talk about the power of leading an emotionally intelligent life. I want to talk about the power of self-awareness because looking back at who I was back then, operating with a high level of emotional intelligence would have helped me avoid some of those mistakes back then. But listen, the mistakes have made me who I am, okay? So I don't stay on shoulda, coulda, woulda street too long. For me, emotional intelligence comes down to recognizing your emotions, understanding what they're telling you, and using that information in positive or healthy ways to communicate effectively. It also involves recognizing how your emotions are going to affect other people. It's empathizing with their point of view and adapting your approach as needed. When you operate with a high level of emotional intelligence, you have the chance to fix a situation before it becomes a problem because you understand, because you understand the emotional experience someone might be having. You understand the emotional experience you may be having within yourself. And so before you react to thoughts and assumptions, you begin to embrace a process that will allow you to regulate your emotions so that you do not allow your thoughts and your feelings to solely dictate the words and the behaviors that you use to show up in that situation. One of the best ways to activate emotional intelligence, particularly self-awareness, is honoring your innate ability to pause. Pause before you react to thoughts, assumptions, and the emotions that you're feeling in the moment. In my situation, I assumed that these people thought I was incompetent. 
I also thought that I was just an, a diversity hire because the project was about diversity. That it was a, actually a diversity initiative. But here's the thing. You see, I don't care if you want to lose 20 pounds or you want to grow a gazillion dollar business. When you honor your ability to pause, it sets the course for you to make a well-informed decision, a decision about where you want to be next year this time, a decision that's going to serve you immediately versus hindering you from where you want to be next year this time. A pause will help you avoid making a decision that will take you further away from your goals, a decision that will take you away from saying things to ruin a relationship or even your chances of success. Regardless of your goal, your success is contingent on your ability to pause. By embracing your power to pause, you can interrupt your inner stories, those thoughts, those assumptions about a person or situation and choose behaviors that will serve you in showing up more effectively. And lastly, let me say this, when you embrace this process of self-awareness, it also involves being aware of some of the beliefs and habits that we learned from our childhood, the ways in which we were raised. Some of us learned them later in life. And a self-aware person is also open to the understanding that these beliefs and these habits are no longer serving me. We're open to understanding that they were toxic from the very beginning, right? They're ineffective, right? now. And so another huge piece that in my work that leaders often overlook on their journey to becoming self-aware is recognizing that when we think about emotional intelligence, it's not only about being aware of some of the beliefs, the habits, and the patterns, and the teachings that are no longer serving us, you must also be open to changing your behavior as well. I know many people will tell me, oh, I know I think this way. I know I'm this way. Okay, so now what you going to do to change it? But anywho, that's a podcast for another day. So ultimately, we have to be more aware of when we are operating from this prove them wrong approach. It's more important to not only be focused on doing your best work and seeking feedback and growing rather than just proving them wrong. But it's also important that we know the signs, we know the behaviors that demonstrate that we're operating from this prove them wrong approach. For me, what I know now is feedback is always fuel for your level up from, of course, feedback from the right people, right? Back then, I thought feedback was always a bad thing. So I want to talk about some signs for you to recognize that you may be operating from this prove them wrong mindset because prove them wrong mindset influences poor decision making. It blocks people from being able to help you in a certain way. So let's get into it. One of the signs that you are moving out in these streets from prove them wrong mindset is that you are striving for perfection in every task because you're driven by a fear of making mistakes. You're driven by a fear that maybe people are going to find out that you're not as expert or as competent as you claim to be. Sometimes we have this overemphasis on perfection. And believe me, take it from me, your girl is a recovering perfectionist. 
but you are operating from that space of I'm perfect, I'm flawless, I can't let anyone see me make a mistake. Another sign is when you are reluctant to seek help or feedback, if you are avoiding asking the questions or you're avoiding to seek feedback because you fear it may make you look crazy or stupid. It's going to validate your doubters or your haters. This is another strong indicator of I'm operating from the prove them wrong mentality. Also, when receiving constructive criticism or feedback, you might react defensively because you are perceiving it as a challenge to your capabilities rather than an opportunity for growth. So listen, the bottom line is we all have blind spots, party people. Behaviors that are unknown to us, even though we are demonstrating that behavior. Sometimes the behavior comes so natural that you don't realize other people see you, but you don't see you. Sometimes how you see yourself is different than how you are perceived. Sometimes a blind spot is our nonverbal communication, such as our facial expressions, or maybe we roll our eyes and we're unaware of it. Sometimes a blind spot is our verbal communication. We use words that are dismissive or we use words that are hurtful to other people. Sometimes the ways that you look at people can make people feel a certain way. Okay. So any of those examples can be a blind spot and a huge part of self-awareness is uncovering your blind spots. The way in which we do that is getting feedback from other people. It's being open to receiving feedback also from other people. Another thing, if you are constantly comparing yourself to other people, you're focusing on outdoing them, it can also be a sign that you are operating from a prove them wrong mindset. Now, here's the thing that I've learned. A healthy competition is always good. But if you have an obsessive focus on being better than other people to disprove your doubters, it can be harmful or it can hinder your success because you become so focused on looking to see who's behind you or who's to the right or to the left of you that you fail to see what's right in front of you. If you are ignoring your personal well-being, if you are neglecting your mental and physical health, you know you're not getting enough rest, you are working excessive hours or sacrificing personal time. And listen, I'm a person who used to be attached to her laptop, okay? If you don't know, now you know my laptop has a name and the whole family knows my laptop's name is Lucy Lou. And my family always says, Candia, are you bringing Lucy Lou along? No, Candia ain't about that life no more. So one of the things I remind myself of is that even during rest, my growth is unstoppable. Whatever success looks like for you, whatever your goal is in life at this moment, rest is a part of your success equation. Get into it. Decision-making based on assumptions. This is huge. Making decisions based on what you think others believe about you rather than what's best for the situation or based on factual information is going to lead you down the rabbit hole of foolery all the daggone time. Fact check your feelings, people. Another sign you are operating from the prove them wrong mindset is relying on external validation. Get in the habit of celebrating your success. All of your success doesn't have to be validated by the world, by your family, by your friends. Relying heavily on external validation and approval 
as a measure of your success rather than internal satisfaction, joy, and fulfillment was going to also lead you down that rabbit hole of striving for perfection, of never feeling good about yourself. So that's another reason why for me it was important a few years ago to focus on goals or focus on behaviors and habits and routines that would allow me to feel joy, success, and fulfillment. And no one could take those things from me. So when I think about learning to swim, Pilates and yoga and meditation and all the things, those things, you can't take that away from me, okay? And the same joy that I experienced when learning how to finally swim without a floaty. I'm laughing at myself, y'all, because that day I learned how to swim and I was able to not use that floaty, baby. I was ready to have me a little party. And I did. I had a little personal happy hour. But anywho, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. Another sign that you are operating from a prove them wrong mindset is ignoring or overlooking opportunities to collaborate with people. So sometimes when you're so focused on proving yourself, you might miss a chance to collaborate effectively with others, to ask people for some feedback about your ideas or ask them for an opportunity to help build on your ideas. You might also fail to ask for clarifying questions, which was me. So in the very beginning at the kickoff of the project, I asked a lot of questions around requirements in terms of the length of the training program, some of the policies that we needed to consider in developing this training. I had to go around and meet with different leaders of the different departments to make sure that some of their unique needs were met. However, I had clarifying questions and I failed to go back to ask more clarifying questions because I was afraid of looking incompetent. And ultimately, questions are your bridge to clarity, confidence, and connection. First, connection with yourself and then connection with other people, which can lead to better outcomes and learning opportunities or a better uh, chance of success from whatever it is that you're working on. Now, this next insight on the prove them wrong mindset is really twofold. On the one hand, it's failing to acknowledge or pursuing opportunities for personal or professional development. You believe you know it all. You believe you can Google it and get all the answers that you need to succeed because you're so caught up in, I'm going to prove them wrong. I don't need to know any more information. On the flip side of that, I've seen where some people will keep enrolling in courses or programs or degree programs because, again, they want to prove people wrong. So this may lead you to say to yourself that this formal education program or or obtaining this degree, this external demonstration of success is going to show them or prove to them that, hey, I made it. But here's the thing. Right about now, I see, especially when we think about social media, that so many of us are focused on just making the announcement. So many of us are just driven to make the announcement, but are we really doing the work? Are we really executing, practicing, and mastering what we've learned so that we can truly set ourselves up for success. Many of us don't want to be seen in practice because you just want to focus on making the announcement to prove them wrong. And when you do that, you miss out on the steps that are truly required 
to show up in your level or your zone of genius as effective, as clear, engaging, relatable. So let's focus on doing the work. Let's get away from making announcements and focus more on executing. If you deal with increased stress and anxiety consistently about your performance and how it is perceived by others, this may be another sign that you are operating from this prove them wrong mindset. So where in your life might you be operating under the prove them wrong mindset? It's easy to fall into this trap of constantly trying to defy the doubts or defy the odds, but it's important to recognize how this approach can also limit us from the feedback from the collaboration that we need to level up in life. And listen, this is coming from a person who I prefer to work individually. I prefer to work solo on a project. But what I know now is, especially after 10 years of having my own business and working independently, is I really miss that group effort, that insight, the support of other people to help me see my blind spots or help me refine some of my messages or my programs. And so this is why I am part of a mastermind group and we have co-working sessions every week. So that's helpful. And one of my clients, we are more of a partnership in some of the trainings that I develop and deliver for them. I say all of this to say, instead of focusing on disproving the skeptics, I encourage you to pivot toward proving things to yourself. Reflect on your actions and even your decisions and keep it real with yourself. Self-awareness is key. Uh, Stephen Bartlett always says there is no development without self-awareness. And it's true. It comes down to your ability to really reflect on your actions and decisions and ask yourself, are they really driven by your own goals and values or by the desire to contradict someone else's negative opinion of you? Listen, party people, it's time to free yourself from the weight of external validation and embrace a mindset that prioritizes your own growth, your own joy and fulfillment. Prove to yourself what you're capable of and let your actions be guided by self-awareness and personal aspirations. Remember, the best relationship is the relationship that you have with yourself, is the relationship that you have with those achievements that align with your true self, not solely aimed at countering other people's doubts about you. If this episode resonated with your spirit in any way, share it with your people, okay? Give me a shout out on the gram or on Facebook. I appreciate y'all.